Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick for Whale Kappa. Today we're talking NBA awards with our very own Kurt Heelan, otherwise known as at Basketball Talk on Twitter. We'll talk defensive player of the year, sixth man of the year. Uh, MVP, uh, which I think they're going to name after Nikola Jokic at this stage. Uh, and then we'll wrap up talking about tonight's NBA. But Drew, what did you make of last night's slate? Fair bit happened. Yes, it did. Beautiful slate for me. Everything broke my way in the NBA. Uh, four for four for what I was looking for. And uh, Arena Sabalenka moves on to the semifinals. So cannot complain about anything right now. Riding high after seeing those results in the NBA. And, uh, you know, to a degree... Fatigue angle is back, uh, which is exciting. Um, although at the same time, like looking, you know, you pop open the book thinking like, okay, well, let's get right back after it. And a bunch of the sides that I had circled for tonight are already steamed like an extra two points. So um, going to be uh, a little bit tricky to figure out and navigate today's card. That said, uh, I am definitely pivoting into sort of the real full-time caring the most about the NBA on a night-by-night basis in terms of, uh, you know, my, my viewing and, and handicapping approach. So that's, uh, that's always an exciting time of year. Yeah. It's funny. I've gotten some messages from people who watch and listen to the show saying uh, that these people who I don't think watched the, a match of tennis until about two weeks ago, saying <laughs> less NFL chat, more arena Sabalenka. <laughs> so we'll get into that later. But uh, one of our favorite yeah. subjects is awards uh, and the markets around them. So let's work, welcome in Kurt Heelan, uh, NBC's own at Basketball Talk on Twitter. Kurt, it's good to have you on. Uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, one of the awards that's most interesting to me at the moment is Defensive Player of the Year, uh, which last year was a wide open field and Marcus Smart kind of came from nowhere late. And uh, I think a lot of people disagree with the fact that he ultimately won. He's not in the mix this year. Jaron Jackson is the heavy favorite at the moment. Uh, do you think that that's justified? Yeah, because I don't see anybody else kind of jumping. I mean, it was Brooke Lopez is kind of the other guy I would say is sort of in the mix. Um, OG, I don't know if it's going to go back to the perimeter. OG Ananobi's had a really great year on the perimeter, but I don't know if there's going to be another perimeter guy this year. Miles Turner, you can mention. But to me, Jaron Jackson's value was pretty evident the second he showed up and they just started thra- just locking people down defensively. They started having this really just – they were, I'm going to 
Drew might know the numbers off the top of his head. I want to say they were hanging around 20th in the league in defensive rating. They're first now. They were, and it's a lot of it's just how he swallows up guys going into the middle, especially when paired with Steven Adams, who kind of provides a big body and some rebounding. And they're going to be without him. So this will be interesting for the next three to five with with him out. Uh, yeah, uh, was it? I'm going blank now off the top of my head. <laughs> I, like I wrote this last night and I can't even remember now. Yeah, PCL, yeah, PCL, yeah, That so, was um, that's that's I think where you got to go with this conversation because was it JJJ on his own that elevated, yeah. or was it the sum of the parts? Because Stephen Adams has been perennially underrated for his defensive yes. contributions. I feel like, uh, which yeah. means you know, I, I saw that news break and I literally went to this market and I was like, okay, let's go down this list and figure out who is going to close the gap on him. Because there is a realistic possibility that the, you know, Grizzlies could slide as far as defensive rating goes, just because of yeah. where we are in the season combined with the absence of Steven Adams. So, um, you know, is, is the, the guy obviously that I'm, I want to campaign for is Draymond Green just because of what he can oh, do singularly. And I think, you know, of the teams that are kind of in the middle class right now who could really kind of bring themselves up with a little bit, a little bit more effort. Is that, is that too much to ask for? Is Steve Kerr going to get effort out of these guys in turn, on the defensive side of the ball? Um, so I don't know. Is, is there, you know, if, if you had to make a case for a long shot here, assuming that Steven Adams' absence matters, um, you know, is, is Draymond Green in the mix? Absolutely, because, and I think you hit the nail on the head. They just have to start winning games and winning games with defense, which a lot now falls on him that they've gone to this small lineup, right? If Kerr is leaning into starting Jordan Poole, so by the way, six men of the year, Jordan Poole is out of the picture, um, but they're leaning into him. It's, uh, I mean, leaning into the small lineup, it becomes all about Draymond. They just, without Looney there, this all becomes about his quarterbacking. If they string together some wins and do it with defense, I think he's been very good defensively this year, frankly, covering up an otherwise kind of shaky Warriors defense. It's just the defense hasn't been good enough as a team. If that improves, then absolutely he can jump into the mix. I'm not sold on Claxton and the Nets. Uh, I think he gets pushed around a little too easy, but he's very good at campaigning for himself. Um, <laughs> uh, like I said, I like Lopez, but I, I don't think this is a terribly deep field. So if the Grizzlies might also slide, by the way, guys, but they, because is it just me or do they strike you as one of the teams looking at their watch thinking, hey, when is my flight to Cancun during the All-Star break? A little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. one, I mean, one last thought. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Sorry, By the way, I will add this. I saw them lose to the that ugly loss to the Lakers uh, in person. Oh, they took that hard. Like really? in the locker room, they the young guys took that pretty hard, which I thought was interesting. But I still get then they go out and they haven't looked great since. So, yeah, they're on a. It's a little weird that now the Nuggets with Jokic out have actually created more separation for the one seed, two and a half games clear of mm-hmm. Memphis. But one long shot interested for your thoughts on Kurt is Bam Adebayo, who also oh. loves to campaint for himself. <laughs> yes, he does. Thinks he, he, he should have won it the past five years. Uh, but <laughs> the Heat defense, particularly since Victor Oladipo started really getting back into his yeah. swing, the Heat defense has been surging. Now they're full, tied for fourth in the league. Uh, the past six weeks, they've been about the second best defense in the league, and they're getting unlucky as well with opponents shooting from mid range yeah. and three. And what I'm interested in, Kurt, is Jaron Jackson. He's missed 16 games so far, which, you know, yes. whatever. Everyone kind of misses 16 games in the NBA now. But he's also only playing 26 minutes per game. And while on a per-minute basis, I think he's clearly the best defensive player so far. But do you think it's going to matter that 
we can't we get to the end of the season on this pace, Bam Adebayo is probably going to play like 700 more minutes than Jaron Jackson. Do you think that is material or is it just the permanent impact of Jaron probably just wins out? I I, I get a feeling Jaron's going to win out, but that's just in terms of like the horse race of it. But I actually do think it matters because I think for me, and I I am a voter, having playing minutes matters most for MVP. It matters a lot. Defensive player of the year is the other one where you just don't impact, like don't impact the game if you're not on the floor and missing those 16 games in some ways makes Jaron's case. And in some ways, dings him a little bit uh, with bam playing frankly so well on both ends he is yeah. when did when did he just become unstoppable from 10 to 12 if he's 10 to 16 feet inside the elbows it's money now he's like um with that jumper but he's i think sometimes gets a little overlooked because we're used to him being really good and he might need to campaign a little for himself but he's mm-hmm. he should be in the mix that's another good name Let's uh let's jump to sixth man of the year, which I touched upon before with Jordan Poole effectively being withdrawn from the race. He was the preseason favorite. Right now, the favorite in the market is Russell Westbrook, uh, which it's weird that Russell Westbrook, obviously a former MVP, has kind of become a, a laughing stock in a way, where because his shooting <laughs> is so poor. I think that Westbrook is almost underrated at this point, where he has been good for them off the bench providing shot creation, um, playing defense, I think more so than he has in years past as well. But it's just his shooting numbers are so terrible. And that team right now is outside even the play-in mix. So the guy who's most interesting to me in this market who had a great game last night is Norman Powell, uh, who's now at 62% true shooting. He's pushing 17 points per game. Do you think Powell has a surge in him, Kurt, to uh, potentially become a front-runner for this award? Can I just say first off, Everybody in the league can be the front runner for this award because I don't think anybody <laughs> has run away with that. Like this is, there, there is nobody in this field where you're like, oh well, this is like by this point last year we're like, yeah, who's going to catch Tyler? Like it, it was already, it was, over. it was over, yeah, yeah. And I don't, it's not even close to that this year. I don't know who's going to get this. I mean, I my midseason awards, I said it's Christian Wood, except he's not going to keep it because they moved him into the starting lineup already. Um, He's certainly going to be out. Poole's going to start too many games. And, and it's just, and by the way, hasn't played great off the bench. He's been great as a starter and not great off the bench. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think uh, Malcolm Brogdon's in the mix, uh, but Westbrook is in the mix. Uh, although, I, is he? Norman yeah. Powell, Norman Powell, does he, is it, look, Norman Powell's good and solid off the bench and has been had put up numbers. Do they, does he need a clipper surge? Does he need them to actually string together yes, definitely. Seven, yes. 7 out of 10 or 10 out of 12 or something? Yeah. And I, I, by the way, I, if he starts to play well, don't they have to rest him? They are the clippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're going to need him. Back. No, that, you're absolutely right. Um, but at the same time, you look where they're standing right now. Clippers are in like the five seed. Yeah. It feels like that's where they're and angling. I, they're like, yeah, give us the four or five. That's what we want. Like, it doesn't really feel like they are interested in putting together a sustained winning stretch of basketball. Uh, and the other thing about Westbrook being the favorite that's so mind-blowing is that, number one, there are a lot of people who I think will sit down and be like, wait, are we really going to reward the guy for get, effectively getting benched? He got benched. Yes. And we're going to now give him a, a, a award for that? Like, that doesn't really square, I think, with a lot of people just in terms of he's not, like, like giving him he's credit. He's not yeah. been that efficient either. Like, his plus minus, yeah. he's, been, he's been okay. He's, again, 
he's a name. He is putting up as Russell Westbrook does. He puts yeah. up numbers like so. The counting stats, which this is the one award, and I try not to do this as a voter, but this is the one award where I think the counting stats tend to win out, don't they? Like, yeah, you, I you think you the, also not, you nothing gets nothing grid. against Lou yeah. Williams and guys, but the counting stats seem to win out. Yeah, you have to be on a good team too, though, historically. Yeah. Like, you, you know, and which which I think is maybe my last quick question about this award and just awards in general. Um, the awards are voted on after the regular season, but before the play in. And I think that we saw last year, at least with the rookie of the year voting, pivoting towards Scotty Barnes so aggressively right at the end of the cycle. I feel like a lot of that was just on the basis of, well, now the Cavs are in the play in. They might not even make the playoffs. I don't feel as good about voting for Mobley in this anymore. And I wonder, do you think there will be a premium uh, on just getting a top six seed? And, uh, you know, kind of if you're not in, you know, if if you're. If you're outside of that bubble, if you're seven, eight, you know, or nine, ten, or in the case of the Lakers, twelve, thirteen, uh, you know, like, are you realistically yeah. getting consideration when the awards are voted on? I think that's a. I, 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 it feels like Russell Westbrook's getting some. I'm on the Lakers inflation. Um, <laughs> okay, like that's a huge fan base. Um, but yeah, I think that you've got to. It, it, I think it helped with, on the second hand last year. Brooks was hot late and Mobley. Mobley wasn't bad, but he flattened out, yeah. right? Like he was hot early. All of a sudden early, he was on fire. Rookie of the year tends to sometimes go to the guy who makes the surge after the all-star game. So uh, mm. that, not this year, but um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of years. Um, Kurt, just the last thing on sixth man. I think there's a good chance that the best guy who qualifies for this award by the end of the season is actually going to be Tyrese Maxey, but – he only started coming off the bench like yeah. two weeks ago, and he's probably only going to qualify for the award of having more uh, games off the bench than more starts with like two, three weeks left in the season. Do you think that that tanks his case, or is that something where uh, he, if he's just if he qualifies, then he's just going to be viewed as a candidate? I think in a wide open year, he gets an advantage. I, I, I'm I personally get hesitant with guys who where that number of start start reserve moments are close or start bench moments are close. But in his case, I mean, he started injury. He's been off the bench consistently since the injury. So it's a little bit different. It's if, if, assuming he stays there the entire season or most of the entire season and doesn't really rack up a bunch of starts. I think he actually, his case is now this became my role. You can't look at this way. You can't do that with, you can't say Westbrook should win. And Maxie's at least was injury related. So I think that I think he's got a, I think he's got a really interesting case, and that's actually a really good name as well yeah. to follow. In, in what, like I said, I, I have a spreadsheet for these things, and I've had to add lines. <laughs> this I don't know what to do with six man. I'm just keep adding categories. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I love the fact that Poole got paid after being a six man last year. So now there's really no reason that Maxi shouldn't just like really lean into this yeah, actually like he's like oh, you know Tyler, Tyler, I, Tyler I, made a really nice Tyler, Tyler yeah, really nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah you can get paid um six man is wide open MVP is starting to feel less wide open just quickly yes. on this one Kurt like Nikola Jokic's odds have just been plummeting and plummeting and plummeting last night I felt like he had a bad game and he had a triple double <laughs> in the game winner uh, <laughs> which is just where he's at at the moment do you yeah. think just on the current trajectory that that Jokic is he's just on the path and, and likely just wins if he keeps this up 
Possibly. I, we'll see where, I mean, the problem is the field is thinning itself by injury, right? Durant was in the mix. He's out. Curry is miss, probably missed too many games. If Assuming Jokic does his normal 75, you know, 70 like plays enough that you're in there. Um, Doncic is interesting. I kind of, again, I think it kind of depends on I mean, the look. I don't think it depends as much on Doncic because everybody knows what a load he's carrying for them. Does he wear down? And where do the Mavs end up fitting up in that, like we were talking about, like if you're in the play-in, it's really hard to convince to make an MVP case, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and, and there is, you know, look, I know that, I know that Mark Cuban made them paint over the mural in Dallas where it was Luca holding up a sign that said, get me help, but seriously, get the man some help. <laughs> so I, I think, yeah, just, it feels like Jokic. I always thought, because of voter fatigue, three issues that he was going to have to be overwhelming, but he's kind of overwhelming, especially if they finish with the one seed. <laughs> yeah. no, no. We're we're big, we're big, we're big Jokic supporters. So that's music to my ears. So, yeah. so you bet him early is what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, through I mean, through the first third of the season, he was like he was you know they was cl- so the reasons not to bet Jokic at the start of the season were voter fatigue like you mentioned and like hey if he's gonna do it they're gonna have to be the one seed and really at the time the idea was well if they get the one seed that's because you know murray comes back and looks like he looked and michael porter jr comes back and looked like he looked and then does Jokic really deserve credit if they're the one seed because those guys are contributing well that hasn't been the case at all (laughs) they are there because of Jokic only yeah they've been better lately but uh you know they missed a ton of time early so by the time we got to christmas it was literally like oh they're the one seed and it's because he's carrying them even more aggressively than he did the year prior so i I, I tried to look up the other day i was like because they've been playing better, they've actually won a couple of games with his off minutes, like winning yeah. the minutes he's off the floor. So I'm like, man, I looked up, I think it was yesterday. I'm like, man, so what are his plus minus numbers this year? Yeah. Yeah, it's like plus 20.8. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, still, it's still just insane how much better they are with him on the floor. And, uh, and that, Matt, if you're, if you're one of the voters like myself, who puts importance on the word value mm-hmm. in this, mm-hmm. how valuable are you to your team? Plus minus yeah. matters. That, those yeah. kind of ridiculous numbers matter. Yep, 100%. All right, before we get into the Western Conference market, a reminder to download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. All right, well, we've got our own six-man of the year market, and it's the Western Conference, uh, which is completely <laughs> wide open, uh, where... Yeah. I do think now that we have two teams who have created separation in the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, at least from a seeding perspective, but the Warriors are looming. The Clippers are looming. I mean, if the Lakers, if they pull off a big trade, which is probably going to require now the Westbrook contract and the two first, which, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Uh, but who who is interesting to you in the West at the moment, Kurt? Is there a team that you think is poised to make a run? I, I, I get the Clippers... Under, uh, let's put it this way. I picked them before the season. I get what they can be. I have jumped off the bandwagon. Um, I am not convinced that they are the Warriors. You can make the flip the switch case. I can't do it for the Clippers because when they're missing defensive rotations and they're not sharp, they're just not out there building chemistry as a unit. I don't know that there's enough time for them to build the kind of chemistry they need as a unit 
over the second half of the season, assuming that again, Kawhi is going to miss back to backs. And I'm going to assume Paul George misses times. I'm, I'm growing on Denver. I think Memphis has the opportunity, but I'm starting to come around on Denver being when they're defending because their defense was horrid mm-hmm. the first part of the year, but it's been better lately. And if they're defending well, and they're just, their offense is impossible to stop. Is that, is that good enough guys? Yeah. I mean, the case against Denver has largely just been their second unit. And when Jokic is off yeah. the floor, it's like, it, it's like, yeah. It's a tough hang, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but at the same time, like you know, playoff rotations, like you, like you're, you're I think, me Jokic I think can't play forty the, minutes a night. Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> like yeah, uh, you're sleeping on the Bones Highland drive for six man of the year. That's kind of okay. The the defense has got to be better, and it's not. And, and and this is what you get with Denver and Memphis. There's always a certain mentality of you can't do it until you've done it. Sure enough. Yeah. And and neither of them have done it. And Memphis in particular, Memphis is young, but I will also tell you that internally they believe they've, their window is earlier rather than later because of jaw, because jaws style of play and his body getting thrown around. And he is not, he's not exactly built like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. There is a concern that, his peak is earlier than later and they've got to okay. take advantage of this. I, I, I am, I, I am of that opinion as well. And I have some Grizzlies futures. I'm, I'm getting nervous about them just because of the health part of it now. And like you yeah. said, like the, the general vibe of we need a break. That's not good. It's so no. early. We have so much time left. And speaking of a team that I was heavily invested in last year, uh, that I think suffered from the fact that they went all out every night, night in, night out, it got the one seed is the Phoenix Suns. And now the shoe is on the other foot this year, not necessarily by choice, but because of injuries and just in general, uh, you know, trying to figure out who they are like the Suns, you know, they're, they're not out of the mix at all. They're sitting in the seventh, you know, seventh seed right now, a little bit over 500, but uh, you know, a, a couple oh wait, not even a month, maybe like two weeks of winning basketball puts them probably in like the three, four range. So, um, yeah. Is there a reason to expect once Booker comes back that the Suns are a decent bet at these sort of kind of middling prices now in the eight to one range? I mean, yeah, I guess if you can make us, I, I wouldn't, I just, I'm not leaning into them. I just think that their issues around DeAndre Ayton and the decline of Chris Paul are the kind of things that what got exposed by Dallas mm-hmm. last year is the kind of thing that will get exposed again. I'm just not, on board with them on the same level as a deep playoff run. Like okay. I, I'm, I'm completely with you that they are fully capable of, I mean, Devin Booker's so good. Yeah. And he was one of those guys when I was filling out the all-star, like making my reserves. I'm like, yeah, he's missed a ton of time. I, I can't same with Zion. Like, again, I can't leave him off. Like yeah. he's been too good when he's played, but get to the postseason, and, and if Chris Paul can't be that second guy and Cam Johnson can't be Jay Crowder, it's an issue. Although they might still have Jay Crowder. So who knows? Yep. To me, Kurt, the most interesting team in this is is the Clippers, who have been the most confounding team in the league probably yeah. for four years straight. And I think the issue with them is like people are looking at how you know Batum and Morris and Covington they probably haven't gotten what they wanted out of those guys. Um, age is playing a role there. To me, the big issue is that they when they signed Kawhi Leonard uh, or and, and traded for Paul George that they were the like the fourth and ninth best players in the league. And now they're like the 14th and 20th best players in the league. And yeah. the problem is right now is that when those two guys are on the court, the Clippers are good, 
but their net rating is like plus 7.6. And that's not good enough when your team is so built around these two guys who need to be superstars and they're more like all like third team, all NBA guys, maybe. Um, yeah. Certainly not first team oh, guys. Paul George is. Yeah, I don't even know if Kawhi's played enough for that. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's he's probably getting back to that level, but certainly not over the course of the season to date. Do you think that that's a team that has to make a trade, uh, or do you think that they might stand pat at the deadline? Oh, I think no. Actually, they're very they're well, they're an aggressive front office anyway, and they have mm-hmm. the advantage of. Oh, we can go into the luxury tax. Like you want, we'll take on your money. We, we will, you know, Steve Ballmer has enough money like in the cushions of his couch to pay for all of these funds, all of this luxury tax. They getting a Mike Conley, I, Fred Van Fleet might be a lot of, might be too expensive in, in terms of just a trade ask. And I'm not sure Toronto's, I'm not sure what Toronto's doing. I'm not sure they're giving him up. Um, but somebody who settled the point who can play a little defense and knock down some shots suddenly makes this team just a lot more interesting, right? Just somebody who can create a little bit more. Um, Kawhi is still very good at that almost robotic gets the ball, gets to his spots. You can't stop him once he's rolling situation. Right. But like I said, I just, my problem with them after having, and I'm out here in LA, I go to a number of Clipper games is, I'm just, they're not sharp right now. Defensively, right. their rotations aren't sharp. And I'm just not sure they can get there. I'm just not sure they can get where they need to be by the end of the season with their depth. It's just, and I, I, I feel bad for Ty Lue because every night he's trying to figure out, oh, I've, okay, who have I got tonight and what am I patchworking together? Mm-hmm. And I'm just not sure even if they get everybody back, most of the time it's enough time to build what they need to build. Is there a trade that makes sense for them? They've got so many of the – they are loaded with those 12, 10 to 11 to $18 million contracts that they can swap in and out. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they want to give up Norm, but uh, they would be willing to give up a lot of those guys. Covington's in there, and, and they've got – I think they've got a pick or two. I, they are, I know they're looking hard at Connolly. Um, I, I know they talked about D'Angelo Russell. I'm not sure he solves their problems. No, uh, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan, but I know that conversation took place. Um, Whoa. <laughs> um, they, but they're look, they're looking hard at the point guard spot um, okay. uh, and filling in there uh, like Fred Van Fleet. I'm, I'm leaving. Oh, Kyle Lowry was another name I know that got thrown around. Who's certainly not been good in Miami, but they're playing Terrence Mann there. And if you ask Ty Lue about Terrence Mann, he'll tell you he's our future three. Right. Like they're they're not playing a point guard at the point guard spot because Reggie Jackson's just not good enough. And John Wall is, I guess he'd be okay as a, is a backup. Like he hasn't, he's been a nice story, but eh, you know, and how much do you want to lean on John Wall in the postseason? Their, their other issue is they've got the hardest remaining schedule in the yes, NBA. They do. And uh, so you might think, oh, maybe the Clippers with Kawhi getting healthier are poised to go on a run. Well, look at their, their March schedule in particular, just ridiculous. So they're probably not going to give you a top four seed. And that team just doesn't feel like it's ready to win three playoff series on the road. Um, How many bounces is Kawhi getting off the rim, man? It just depends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, before we jump into tonight's games, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting
including what will happen on the PGA Tour as well as in college basketball and the NFL, including a shot at $100,000 on Championship Sunday if you enter our Sunday night seven. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner, too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a... Like a good neighbor? Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor? State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Contest. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867. In Louisiana. Let's just quickly touch on a couple of the games tonight. Now, the Bucs are eight-point favorites right now over the Denver Nuggets, which means the market suspects that Nikola Jokic will not be playing. Uh, tonight, Giannis and Middleton are in, uh, which is a rarity for the Bucs. Kurt, I think, look, this, if Jokic doesn't play, there's not too much to read into this game, but do you think that the Bucs are a team that, that likely makes a move at the deadline, maybe for a Jay Crowder type? Mm. I, they've been looking for a four. I think that that's exactly who they would like to get a little more depth, a little more shooting out there. But um, they're also a team that genuinely believe, 
the continuity's there. They know who they are. They what they want to do. Uh, they haven't really done it this year, um, partially due to injury, partially due to I don't lack of interest. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on, but but I expect that the, the their flip will switch will flip. And yeah, Dallas, uh, Denver second night of a back to back. They had the, a big game tonight, and yeah, right. If they rest Jokic, he's definitely out. But even if they plays, that's that's a tough ask. Yeah, it is. I think maybe the more interesting game on the board is is Grizzlies at Warriors. First look at this Grizzlies team without Stephen Adams, which is what they're going to be dealing with for the next three to five weeks. So Jaron Jackson better stay out of foul trouble. Uh, that's going to be a really <laughs> yeah. the next five weeks is whether Jaron's um, taking bad yeah. fouls, which he's he's getting it out of his game uh, a little bit. Um, but still, he still does have a high foul rate in just 26 minutes per game from Jaron. Um, do you think um, that? Do you think there's something real, Kurt, about the the home road split with the Warriors and the fact that they just can't win road games, but do look like a juggernaut at home? But then they've also had a couple of clunkers at home. Yeah. Lately, um, I, I'm I genuinely am not sure what to make of that, other than another team that just thinks they can flip the switch. Although this is a very, I mean, they don't have not having Otto Porter, not having Gary Payton, the second, like their depth isn't nearly as good, but it's been a little better. I don't, by the way, I don't not having Steven Adams hurts this team, but how much does it hurt them against the Warriors who are going to go out small? Like, is it a little different um, in this game than some of the others? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, you can, you don't need to read between the lines. Totals two forty five and a half. <laughs> that is enormous. Uh, yeah. So yes, uh, this is a game that looks like it will be decided by offense, and uh, really just a fun game in general. Considering yeah, how, it should be entertaining. Uh, I'd yeah. say it should be up and down and entertaining. And I, I think this is like we were talking about Memphis, kind of thinking about vacations and looking tired. And certainly the Warriors have not been. Um, they they have brought all the focus of a championship team to the regular season, but this is the kind of game they circle, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, this, is the, yeah. this is the kind of game both of them are like, yeah, let's 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 make a little statement. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited for that one. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. All right, Kurt, thank you so much for joining us. Can you let people know uh, where to follow you and uh, what you're working on at the moment? Uh, I, a few things. Uh, a, you can find me at Basketball Talk on Twitter. Uh, all my work's up at NBC Sports NBA page. And uh, I'll... I will not let you in on a really big secret next week. We're probably going to have some stuff on LeBron James. No, we've definitely, I've been worried. I've been working over the course of the year, building up, doing reporting on stuff for LeBron James, getting close to the record. And after last night, the new target date is February 4th or February 7th. Look like the dates now with the Pacey's on that soon. So you're going to start to see some of this stuff uh, come up, come up on NBC sports in the next uh, week or so. Okay. Awesome. We will definitely look forward to that. Thank you again, Kurt, for joining us. Speak to you soon. All right, Drew, let's wrap up um, with a little more NBA chat. The game's on the slate tonight. It was a juicy slate. Uh, I think the thing I'm most looking forward to is is Anthony Davis coming back and making that a a real team again. And it looks like he's going to be on a minute's limit, 20 to 24 minutes. Um, But that's probably the most... Well, it's not really the most interesting game because the Spurs are the opponent, but uh, they are, I think, the most interesting team over the next couple of weeks. 
Uh, what are you playing tonight? Yeah, huge rest advantage there for the Spurs on the road. Uh, that's rare, but they are the more well-rested team. Uh, some of the uh, fact that you have Anthony Davis coming back off the long layoff, maybe it takes the Lakers a little while to kind of find their form. I think if you're interested in playing the Spurs, you're only looking first half because they are now one of those teams that is full-on fourth quarter, second half, pulling the rug can't afford to accidentally win. Um, it is, uh, it is, you know, they, they and the Rockets have had, had some fourth quarter performances that you can put in the uh, in the history books for, uh, you know, under the uh, definition of tanking. So uh, I ultimately think the Lakers get the win, um, but I do show value on the Spurs thinking about playing them first half only. Um, the two games we already mentioned, um, I think Jokic goes – MVPs don't load manage, Jay. They don't. They go. When they're healthy, they go. Yeah. Yeah. I think think he plays tonight. I doubt that they uh, give him the night off. I think the Nuggets are going to take this game pretty seriously. I'm going to take the eight with the Nuggets, uh, even though they are in – you know, they're in schedule hell right now. This is one of the toughest uh, spots on the entire schedule for them. So uh, we'll see if that ends up mattering. But um, I don't mind having eight points with uh, the MVP, uh, you know, potentially out there. Now, if he doesn't play, I'm drawing dead, obviously. So uh, kind of making a little bit of an educated guess there. Um, I'm showing an edge for OKC over Atlanta. I'm showing an edge for our magic against the Indiana Pacers, even our magic playing six. Look at us. Look at us. Uh, I think that uh, I think that's still a fair play, though. Magic, I like to get a comfortable win. And um, lastly, on the uh, the Warriors-Memphis game we talked about, I laid it with the Warriors. I mean, I don't feel great about it. A um, little, bit, little bit nervous about uh, what you get from Memphis in terms of effort there. Um, but a uh, bad spot for Memphis in terms of uh, arrest. And now you take Steven Adams out of the mix, and that puts even more stress on the guys' uh, uh, who are carrying a heavy minutes load like JJJ. So uh, a lot for me on the card tonight. Uh, but in summary, I took the points with Denver. Uh, I took the, I laid the points with Golden State. Uh, I like OKC, Orlando, uh, and then um, looking for a first half angle on San Antonio. Yep. I like the look on the Warriors in particular. Grizzlies, Grizzlies need a break, I think. Um, they're in a bit of a slump at the moment. All right, let's close out very, very quickly. Uh, how are you feeling about Sabalenka? she's she's on she was her service game was at its nadir of late last night and it did not matter every single point of that match felt like it was on her racket she has constructing points extremely confidently she is painting corners uh and just setting up her opponents and you know what the best part of sablanka's game is right now jay She is confusing her opponent about which direction she ultimately is going to go extremely well. Like if you can disguise your approach angle, uh, then you can, you know, you have a humongous advantage. And she had Vekic guessing wrong on like, what, 50% of her winners last night? Like it was something to see. Uh, And when you're kind of playing with that level of confidence in your ground strokes, you are going to be a tough out. Um, I think the other semifinal is going to be a lot tougher than the market thinks, by the way. Uh, There has been heavy steam on Robot Kina. And I think Azarenka is going to give her a little bit of a test there. I played over two and a half sets at plus 150. Uh, And then, you know, that would would also help Sabalenka if that one goes the distance and those two gals come into whoever emerges comes into the final on fumes. Oh, yeah. We are are big Vika 
fans. I do not want to see Elena Rebecca and her robotic face. She's an absolute killer. I do not want to see her in the final. Getting Magda Lynette in a Grand Slam semifinal, that's like the Celtics getting the Wizards in the Eastern Conference finals. <laughs> like, if Sabalika drops that, then, you know, you are, you just have to cop it. But I think that's about as good as a draw as you could possibly hope for, considering that she's gotten through this bottom half without having to play Ons Jabeur, Caroline Garcia, even people like even players like Samson Over, who would have been difficult on her day, mm-hmm. uh, to bypass all of them, to bypass Pliskova as well. Uh, yeah. And get, get Beckage and Lynette as the quarterfinal, semifinal. Uh, yeah. it, just, it couldn't have broken better. But uh, yeah. Sabalenka, of, Sabalenka, of course, has played Magda Lynette on a big stage before. The Olympic Games. She won 6 2 6 1. So uh, let us hope that uh, the dominance over um, the resurgent 30-year-old pole, Magda Lynette, uh, shows up in spades tonight for our girl. Yes. Uh, I shouldn't have made the Wizards comment. Now Lynette is uh, <laughs> 7-6 in the third. But uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that. But I would love Vika Azarenka to, uh, to knock out Elena Rabakina. Oh, boy, would that be uh, sweet. We'll, we'll break it all down. All right, we're done. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks, everyone, watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. If you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. Thanks again to Kurt Heelan, Jay Croucher, and Drew Dinsick. We'll see you soon. This episode is brought to you by Paycor, the HR and payroll software made for leaders. It's never been harder to recruit, hire, and engage workers. That's why HR leaders and frontline managers depend on Paycor for all things people management, from onboarding and performance reviews to compensation and benefits. Learn more at paycor.com leaders. That's P-A-Y-C-O-R dot slash leaders. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.